I actually have something for you, bro. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to congratulate you on one year of oh podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> what? I don't have a lighter, but this happy is one crazy. year. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Baker's Wait, so happy bake. one year. Yeah, literally one year. Do you want to year. talk about that? I would love to talk about it, actually. So, okay, so let's talk about that. My turn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what has been your highest and your lows? Highest and lowest. Mm -hmm. Okay. I will start with the lowest. The lowest has been... There are so many things that go into doing a podcast, and especially if you want to do it, I'll put it this way, the way that I boxed myself into doing it. I think mm. I think there's a lot of upside to that, but it's a, it takes a lot of work. I, I mean that in the sense that I'm doing audio and video. I'm doing weekly interviews with guests. Yeah. So it is like, there's just so much work that goes into it. I would say the low is the the points that I've come to where, and I have probably never talked about this on the actual podcast, mm -hmm. but the points that I've come to where I have one that's gonna come out next mm -hmm. week and I don't have one recorded for after that. Mm -hmm. And I don't so the have stress one, of it. the stress of it. Okay. And, and I don't have one planned for after that. And I have two different editors that I've been lucky enough to have work for me mm -hmm. and help me out with things that do different things and they are both fantastic and are on top of it all yeah. the time. A lot of times I fail to give them what they need to do the best that they can do until the last minute. Mm -hmm. And that causes me stress because there's so many other things going on mm -hmm. in my life that like by the time I can get them what they need, it puts me in a position where I'm stressed. So I would say the low of the low of it is the stress of it, mm -hmm. and just maintaining this crazy thing that takes all kinds of work constantly, and mm -hmm. also keeping a balance with everything that I do in my business, my social mm -hmm. life, my personal life, all of that. The high of Wait, it. Wait, so to go back on that. Yeah. So to go back on the low, did you ever have a point where you thought that this wasn't going to be sustainable for your life? How am I going to keep doing this? Because this isn't your this isn't your life. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say this is a third of your life because you have social, you have family, you have a whole nother job, you have a whole nother career on top of new adventures you're always trying to go on. Wow, that's a good question. Was there ever one point where it was like, I'm bit off too much I could chew? No. Really? No. Okay. It's funny you say that. Yeah. No. Really? You would think so. I don't know. Um, I... And I think this goes into why I started it in the mm -hmm. first place. It feels like a a weird thing if you don't have this kind of bug that I have to yeah. think that I like bit this much off, mm -hmm. especially because, and I probably never said this on the podcast either, but mm -hmm. I don't directly make any money off of this. Yeah. Not yet. Hopefully I will eventually yeah. so that like the podcast can kind of support itself a little bit. Mm -hmm. Never made a dollar off the podcast directly, mm -hmm. but I have had such a bug with podcasting since I first started listening yeah. to them years ago that it's as soon as I started doing them, I was like, this is something I'm not willing to ever not do. Yeah. So honestly, no. Interesting. It's because I remember when you had first brought it up and cause we're roommates. 
Mm-hmm. And so when you had first brought it up, it was like fast, hit gas, let's go, I'm doing this. All of a sudden, equipment was showing up at our door. Yeah. And the amount I, of Amazon orders you've ridiculous. just been like, what is And this? I could only imagine how much it all cost and stuff. And so then at that point, like one would think that, okay, I'm in so much deep financially. I'll tell you off air how much I spent yeah, in 2020. I'm curious. It's kind of ridiculous. But I mean, look at you. I mean, this looks incredible and stuff. And then also, side note, um, my first interview was in our friend's clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> So that thanks for crazy. letting me finally come in yeah. and get the good stuff. <laughs> it was at our friend's clubhouse. It was like there was some weird like buzzing sound in the background. Slightly because, yeah, yeah was, like midday. <laughs> it looked great because there was glamorous. like this cool no, background. This is amazing. Yeah, this is high dollar. So I'm glad I finally could make it into <laughs> Team A studio. <laughs> I was like for C-Squad for a while. <laughs> That's interesting. So you've never had... A situation where, well, I think you are as an individual are. I'll re-answer that slightly. Okay. So it's never been, I don't think this is going to work out. Mm-hmm. It There have been times where, many, many times where I've said, how is this going to work? Okay, yeah. And that's the difference. And mm-hmm. I think that goes into aligning yourself with something professionally. Mm-hmm. It's not the only thing I do professionally, but it's. Yeah. It's one thing that I think will never change. Yeah. Um, I think that's that really goes into aligning yourself with something professionally that you just feel that strongly about. Because yeah. for me, I haven't had a moment where I'm like, man, this podcast thing might not work out. I've had many moments where I'm like, wow, this podcast thing is really, really hard to keep up. Mm-hmm. How am I going to? And that's the difference. It's like, it's a non-negotiable for me. Yeah. I was about to say was... I think from my perspective, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't want to speak for you. Once you commit to something, it's like you're there. Like yeah. it's not like a back out type of situation unless something happens like a a sale. Like, you know what I mean? Like something where like it's a pass off. You're not quitting Yeah. something exactly. unless something extreme happens, which is just a normal human thing. But do you think that's because your name is associated with it? It's a personal goal or do you think it's your pride? Ooh, it's interesting. So the options were name being associated, Mm. personal goal, or or your pride. pride. It could be a mix of things. It's probably a mix of things. Mm -hmm. Or none of the three. I would say that it's a mix of the second two. Um, Goals and pride. It's a personal goal and the pride, Mm -hmm. honestly. It would be a massive hit to my pride and if I were to fail to continue doing the podcast Mm -hmm. and it's uh it's something that if i were to fail to and knock on wood Mm -hmm. uh kind of crazy that it's being recorded right now Mm -hmm. because i mean this officially marks you know bearing any barring any kind of unforeseen crazy Mm -hmm. like an emp getting dropped and wiping out my files Mm -hmm. this marks officially 52 weeks, 52 interviews mm. successfully. That's Not crazy. failing to put one out. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's uh, That's huge. The pride thing is a big thing. Yeah. It would be, I would feel like I was failing myself and breaking. You know, I when I first started this, I made a promise to myself. I yeah. was like, and because of that, I recorded like a month's worth of episodes before I put any out. Yeah. Just to create that. some sustainability. Mm-hmm. 
I said, I'm not going to do this if it's if I don't do it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to do it all the way. Mm-hmm. And so it would be a massive hit to my pride, and I would feel like I was breaking that promise to myself. Okay. So the pride thing, and then a personal goal. Um, I would call myself ambitious. I really want to do cool stuff in my life. Let's I want to like. I want to accomplish a lot mm-hmm. and leave a legacy of accomplishing a lot for my family, for my friends, for everyone in my life mm-hmm. and and in the future of my life. And uh, And so, yeah, it's a huge personal goal and I think it really helps align me with everything else that I have as a goal in my life. Okay, so going on the goals, what is your goal for, did you hit your goal for the first year of your podcast? Yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. What is your next goal for the next year and so forth for the podcast? Do so you my, have a goal? my, yeah, my two biggest goals for the first year were to successfully put out 52 weeks of interviews in 52 weeks. <laughs> 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 and, and that seems like it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, my other biggest one was just to get hundred subscribers on YouTube in within that year because I, I focus on YouTube a lot because that's that's the there are other routes of monetization on other platforms mm. of course but on YouTube it's like a very direct one for one like if you have a certain amount of subscribers you are eligible for monetization and that's okay. a thousand um, my goal was a hundred for the first year mm. and I hit that in I guess about six months. So that's like, huge. that worked out. Maybe a, maybe a little more. Maybe more like eight months. Now that I think about it, I hit that in about eight months. So I and did what that. Are you at now, now as of today, I will check it live. Uh oh, <laughs> it's ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, if it but is I, lie. I hit that maybe in like eight months, and as of right now, round up. <laughs> I will give the exact number. I'm at 179. Oh, nice. So, so yeah. Almost I'm so, doubled. Almost doubled. Yeah. Yeah. Hope, maybe fingers crossed by the time this by comes time, out, yeah. it'll be at, because uh, we're recording this on February 17th. Um, I believe my first one came out like mid-March, maybe March 20th or so. Yeah. So hopefully by the time this comes out, we'll be at 200. What's so cool about like the podcast and I mean like this line I mean, this isn't your work, but like this kind of like industry or line of work with like social media and the presence on that. It's so it's so easy to put goals out there because it's so it's numbers. You know what I mean? So it's so easy for you to feel successful from your own goals moving forward. So that's huge. And congrats on your own accomplishment because you've only worked essentially under your own direction. You haven't had any promotion from anything huge or big alone. So everything mm-hmm. that you have done has been your own self. And the hard part with the numbers thing, I would say, mm-hmm. is picking the right numbers when you have no precedent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. never done it before. Yeah, but everything you have done has been yourself and I am so proud of you. So thank, thank you, you for everything you've done. Thank As you. a friend, I think you've done so much, so I'm so proud Same of you. Same with you. Thank you. That's why I wanted to have you on today. You've been killing it. Thank you. So what is your goals moving forward in the next year and so forth for the podcast? Yeah. Um, I went really easy on myself. I thought, at least I felt like with the hundred subscribers, it's not, I say easy. It was easy. doubled it. Thank you, yeah, yeah, yeah I, crazy. Um, mm. 
but I, I felt like I was kind of going easy on myself with the 100 subscribers and that it was something attainable. I wanted to set something that would challenge me and stretch me a little bit, but also be attainable. And uh, my goal is to hit a thousand. A thousand? Yeah. For yeah. I year be two? For year two. Year yeah. two? Yeah, a thousand okay. for year two. I want to be monetized. Um, because ultimately the goal with this podcast is sustainability. So if it can mm-hmm. if it can be supported partially by itself, then that's huge. That's a big thing. I mean, it bringing in any kind of money is big. And it, yeah. it does indirectly. Um, I tell people that a lot. It does indirectly and in the knowledge that I gain and the things I'm able to do with mm-hmm. that. And that's a big reason I did it. But a thousand, a thousand subscribers and then of course, two full years of not missing a week is another goal. It's huge. Um, I would say, this is me kind of brainstorming live, I guess I haven't really thought through mm-hmm. it that much. I would say to, um, as just a general one, to interview someone and talk about something on that interview that completely changes a worldview that I have right now for the better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a hard one to quantify. I like having one that's not directly quantifiable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more personal and, yeah, affects you directly. My next question with that was going to be, is there, like, a type of person or an individual that you hope to interview? I mean, we live in Orlando. There's every type of organization here in Central Florida. We have sports teams. We have theme parks. We have everyone is coming to Central Florida right now. We have everything you could ever imagine. Is there a type of individual that is on your list that is a dream of yours, a goal of yours to interview? Hmm. Have you even thought about that? I have thought about that. I would love to interview a really high profile TED speaker. I think that'd be really cool. Okay. Because if you think about it, I have people on here to talk about some kind of idea, concept, what they mm. do. Anyone who's been a high profile TED speaker is someone who was put on that platform because they have a really, really great idea to share. Mm-hmm. So to be able to bring something like that to my audience is would be really cool for me. And it brings that individual not back to reality, but to reality to the viewers too, because Okay, they're a human. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? When you're on TED Talk or you're on those type of platforms. Like you said earlier in our interview, yeah. they also put their pants on one leg yes, at a time. Yes, like 100%. Else. And then they're a real person. Stuff like that is, I mean, it's not dramatized at all because they're absolutely incredible, but you look at them in a different light. But when they go on some type of platform like this, it's like they're human just yeah. like us. So that would be interesting. I also think that it's interesting that we live in a community that has so many different inner workings and organizations. And I mean, Central Florida is built out of eight counties. Um, And that's like being tight because a lot of people pull in like the Tampa area and make it central. But um, for the tourism, it's Central Florida, not touching the coast. And so I think it's interesting. Have you ever thought about working directly with some other organization like a chamber and Orlando Economic Partnership to interview their current members as a benefit to their organization. I haven't really thought of it. 
That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I am technically through my other organization that I'm a partner of, mm -hmm. a member of the Orlando Chamber of Commerce. Okay. I haven't really thought of it. That's, it's interesting because, yeah, I mean, it's such an asset and such an easy way for people to promote themselves, but more importantly, their organization that's probably paying for them to be a part of that um, community. And I know I just took a tour of the Orlando Economic Partnership's new office space. They have a podcast studio in it. Do they? Okay. Yes. That would so be cool. Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Putting it out there, I would love to interview someone in the in the Orlando Economic Partnership. That's a done deal. <laughs> so, what was your what was your high of podcasting? Ooh, uh, so many highs. Mm -hmm. um, I'll try to decide on like the highest high. Mm -hmm. um, the highest high, I would say, is feeling like I'm, I really, really feel like through podcasting and through doing profession session, more than, more than any other thing I've ever done in my life, mm -hmm. I get, I have a feeling that I'm doing the thing that I am here on this earth to do. Like the thing that has me fully aligned in the direction I want to be moving. And what is that? It's talking to people and talking to people that have great ambition in what they do and figuring out what it took and what's behind that ambition and being able to share that with a wider audience to help pe help bring people up. That makes sense. So, so you're less of a connector and more of a promoter. I would say more of a promoter. Yeah, I th that's it. That's interesting. I've never thought of it in those terms, but yeah, mm -hmm. I would say because I'm a connector. Yeah, I, connector. I would say more of a promoter. Interesting. Yeah. I like to really give people that I feel like are doing cool, awesome stuff a platform to mm -hmm. be able to tell people what's behind it so that more people can do cool, awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I also think to piggyback off of that, it's so interesting with social media nowadays, but like we said in my podcast, it's tough. You feel overwhelmed. You feel like you're drowning when you're younger in an audience where it's a lot of older individual seasoned veterans in the work you do. So I feel like your podcast gives those younger folks a purpose, a reason and a platform for them to speak truthfully about what they have going on. And for everyone listening and watching, it makes things way more accessible. And it's just feeling like totally and completely aligned with what I'm doing, I would say. Okay. And like, there's no question in my mind whether I'm gonna keep doing it or whether mm -hmm. I should be doing it. Okay. It's a crazy feeling to have. That's awesome. And so going back to the high that you just said and that there is just no doubt in your mind that you're going to keep doing this. Has there been anything that you have given up for the podcast or have you just made room for it within your life? Cause you have a busy schedule. I live with you. you yeah. You always have something going on. Yeah. I would say there has been stuff I've given up. Um, I think I used to go out a lot more. I okay. haven't been able to do that as much on the weekends. Mm -hmm. A lot of there's a lot of late nights and busy last minute things with this. Things will little things will go wrong. The technology messes up in some completely unexpected way. Yeah, I used to go out a lot more. I felt like I had I guess common theme. Um <laughs> 
I used to have free time. I don't really have free time anymore. Yeah, I feel like, like you don't. Yep. My my like free time is maybe getting like if I choose to stay up late later than I should, maybe like an hour of Netflix mm-hmm. like come 11, 30, 12 at night. Mm-hmm. Um and that's something I struggled with a little bit at first. I was like did I bite off more than I could chew? Yeah. Is this too much? And I don't mind it as much anymore. Okay. I I really something I've really realized about myself, and this came kind of through like a weird realization, but there was a point where I definitely had way too much on my plate between some stuff that Yeah, like some stuff that had like gone I had lost my father and there's a lot involved with that. Um, I had the podcast, my business, my MBA program, my dad's business, my dad's yeah. business, um, which is off my plate now. Luckily, there was just way too much on my plate, and I just wanted to escape that situation as quickly as possible. Yeah, and in a lot of a, a lot of parts of it, I did, mm-hmm. um, and I realized kind of at the end of that that like I, I feel a lot better now having some of that off my plate. But yeah. At the same time, I realized I like being busy as hell. Like I, I just, I like being busy. Yeah. I get really bored if I'm not busy. Yeah. So I don't really mind having not having a ton of free time. Yeah. I've also noticed on the days, and I say this with a big caveat that I'll get to. I've noticed on on the days that I just have like a couple things to do. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy those days as much as the days where I'm like meeting to meeting to meeting, doing all kinds of stuff, maybe like a couple podcast recordings or like a couple big calls for work. I yeah. really enjoy those days. Yeah. Um, and I say that with a massive caveat that every once in a while I have to kind of take like take an inventory of that and say, mm-hmm. you got to take some time. Yeah. Like, relax. Yeah. I mean, I see that as your friend and roommate too. And I mean, when you started the podcast, you had so much going on that was just totally out of your control and yeah. you couldn't even plan for. Um, so, I mean, when you started it in the perspective of a friend and a roommate, I was like, is it the right time? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why it's interesting. But you're such a my plate's full kind of guy um, and you always make it work. So not I everyone can say, do that. I would say I, I do have the gift of like, whatever whatever it is like i i am going to make it work yeah like one way or the other i don't like, think you would start something if you didn't have yeah like a like a goal fully plan to flesh it out yeah i i will always make it work but i will say honestly that for a little while it was at the cost of my my mental health my yeah. sleep my like stuff in my relationships mm-hmm. like it was the, at the cost of a lot of things yeah and I feel very fortunate to be in a position now where I don't feel like that's the case. Yeah. And I, I feel agree a with lot that too, better. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like a lot of the stuff was either learning pains, growing pains, getting over that very hump. Much so. Because you've never done something like this before, too. So. No. And for the first, I just talked to him about it. Um, and hey, Pelkey, I'm sure you'll see this. Hey, but. Um, I just talked to him about it like a couple nights ago. I couldn't remember the exact time, but I think he said 12 or 13, like the 12th or 13th episode is when he started. Mm -hmm. For the first whatever 
like 11 or 12 episodes before he came on to help me. Um, I was doing literally every single part of it in my own, like editing the entire podcast. And yeah, you <laughs> doing like five short clips per while running my business and yeah, my I was about to on top of yeah and my MBA program and literally everything. And uh, Being I hadn't started my MBA program yet, actually, but at, at the very beginning, but mm-hmm. um, just doing so like the entire thing on my own. And uh, a huge realization I had was through happenstances that that was a little too much and very fortunate to have a couple awesome guys, Palky and Andy in my life that are helping take a little bit of that stress off of the, the fully encompass everything that goes into a podcast and, yeah. and help me do a little bit of it and put out what I want to put out yeah. the right way. You can't do everything yourself. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I struggle with that too. Yeah. Um, I struggle with not doing everything myself. It's hard when you start something from scratch and you own it 100% and then it's hard to delegate it. Yes, especially if you really, really care about Mm -hmm. the way that it's put out and the way that it's done. And so it does not come naturally to me at all. It's a very, very hard thing. And you have it in your brain, but if you explain it to your peers, they can help you like get that goal ready, receive it with the audience you want it to. Especially if you really, really give them some time to get to understand what it is you're trying to do, they will figure it out and understand it Mm -hmm. and do it the way it needs to be done. Yes. So in my podcast that was an hour ago, I (laughs) (laughs) talked about kind of like my year and review and it all coming together with actually last weekend's with the teacher of the year celebration where I was on stage and I did the commercial and I was on stage in that um, photo that's being in all the press releases and stuff. I feel like your year in review was you speaking at that podcast convention. Do you want to talk about that at all? That's so cool. Yeah, I would love to. Um, So there's a video on my YouTube of it, Mm. of like the recording of it. Um, It's kind of crazy how that came together. Mm. I. I built this studio with my friend Devin. Super fast. Super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, not the entire thing came together at first, but most of it did within like a month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, like the two of us together kind of just decided it'd be a really cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Did it. He ended up staying in the city he's in, so it's it ended up my studio. Um, but... Uh, Built the studio, made that happen, and there was a lot that I learned throughout that process. Mm -hmm. And so I had decided I was going to go to this convention and just talking to a couple of the people that I talked to about the podcast a lot about Mm -hmm. going to this convention, the fact that I was excited about it and everything. And then my friend Devin that that helped me build the studio was like, why don't you try to speak about building a studio? He was like, it's a... It's not an experience that everyone's had. Yeah. And I, I didn't and the realize... convention was based in Orlando where we're at, too. So exactly. Kind of like perfect tie-in, yes. Yeah. And uh, I didn't realize how true that... I, like, I At first, when he said that, I was like, I don't know. It's like the podcast studio. Like, everyone has a podcast studio for it. And I didn't realize how true that was until mm-hmm. I went. Like, a lot of... The, the predominant majority of podcasts, they actually only do audio. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people kind of just have a little setup at home or something mm-hmm. that they do. So it was kind of this crazy risk and crazy big thing that I decided to try. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot that I did wrong, a lot that I learned, a lot that I 
kind of figured out by trial and error throughout it. Mm-hmm. So I like he he mentioned that I decided to speak at it yeah. if I could. Mm-hmm. So I just like I had the convention ticket already. I submitted a little like contact form on the website and yeah. said, "Hey, I'd love to speak at it." Like just in the little like contact thing. Didn't yeah. even go through like the proper channels. Okay, but they were like. They responded and they were like, okay, like, let's schedule a call and talk about it. Yeah, let's do it. And it turned out there was like some official speaker form you were supposed to submit, Mm -hmm. but we had the call and they were just like, yeah, that's a cool idea. Like, I think this particular type of slot would be perfect. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, okay. Like, that's awesome. It it happened. Like, now I'm on the hook for it. (laughs) Yeah. I have, for me, like, and this goes back to the, like, starting the podcast, I have this kind of thing in my head where, like, if I, like, say out loud that I'm going to do something if I decide that I'm going to yeah. do something I feel like I put myself on the hook for it okay. and so I've got to do it right yeah, yeah, yeah. so for me like they said alright we'll lo- we'd love to have you and I was like okay cool I'll do it yeah yeah it's a done <laughs> like, deal it's a done deal so I just had to do it and um, it's kind of last minute but I put a powerpoint together mm, it looks great together. thank you thank you and it was really challenging too, because I'd never done a speaking engagement like that. Mm-hmm. Like really any kind of speaking engagement aside from like class presentations. Yeah. But it was like a five minute speech where you had to like slides change every 15 seconds, mm-hmm. very time bound and specific. And so it was like a cool challenging format and I like a challenge. So always, yeah. I just kind of dove into it, soaked myself into it. and spoke and yeah. <laughs> I loved it honestly yeah. it, was, it was really fun well it's interesting to me too because I mean I'm not in the podcast world my only experience is with you and that just comes with I mean I probably living with you too but I think that you're so new to it and you being new but jumping straight into owning a studio with the recording with the audio with all of the other platforms I think it's interesting because you are so young as an individual, you're a young individual, but you're also a year into having a podcast and you understanding that TikTok and the reels and everything to get the engagements and the insights going with everything that you're promoting personally, but with the podcast on different platforms and stuff is so beneficial that I think it's interesting for these older podcasters or veteran yeah. podcasters to hear like another example of like a younger person, but also a young person in podcast, you're not even a year at that point. Yeah, but I mean, it's uh, it's interesting to be a young person in anything. Anything, yeah. You bring like a new perspective yeah. to it. And I've noticed that as a young person in some pursuit, your perspective is very important because mm-hmm. you bring a new take on things. And not everyone, but many people fall into a trap of like, finding things that work well yeah. in a particular yeah. industry or job or career or whatever and sticking with them because they work well. Yeah. And I think it takes being a lifelong student and being open to change mm-hmm. to be able to continually succeed in something. Mm-hmm. And the people that do understand that will see a young person that is bringing a new take to something and really listen and really find a lot of value. Yeah. I think that's interesting because a lot of, I think a lot of people in our area or age, not everyone of our age, but kind of in like the area of like either like a business development or some type of like business growth are forever learners. Like I love personal development and I'm always into that kind of dealio. And, but for my thing, I'm in business development for a larger organization. So 
I'm a younger person in that. And so if an individual sees that I'm with like a certain group or going to a certain event, so many times and seeing my face so many times, it's starting to recognize. And I feel like a respect builds from that. But for your situation, you're on an island and you're completely by yourself and you're this young person telling these people who are veterans in their craft and they've probably been doing this before podcasts were even like trendy some of them 10 to 15 years yes that I met. like there were people saying like oh 13 years 14 mm-hmm. how years. do you feel talking to those people that's a great question do it you feels... think that they think it was easy for you Ooh. and how do you overcome that because you got a podcast really like that Stu- uh, got a studio like that? Yeah. Um, do I think they think it was easy for me? I've never thought about that. I think in certain ways, yes, actually, mm-hmm. because I have more tools at my disposal. Mm-hmm. I think that it was an established thing with a lot of, it, it was less of a pioneered pursuit back or when I started it, that it was. What do you mean by that? So 13, 14, 15 years ago, starting a podcast, there was really no precedent for why you'd want to do that. Mm. Like it was, you were starting it because it was something you were interested in. Okay. And the same thing is true for me, but at the same time, I've been listening to podcasts for like five, six, seven, eight years, something like that. And I've seen people have massive success through it. Mm really, really do a lot of awesome stuff through it. So for me, like that really played into like the decision. And I think the decision, I think they probably think the decision to do it was easier. Okay. Um, and the tools that I have at my disposal through social media and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's easier. Um, at the same time, I think they probably recognize that a lot of elements of it are way harder. It's a more saturated market now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a more saturated market. And one thing that was interesting at the conference that I really liked is you get the feeling that it's a very saturated market. But of the something like 4.7 million podcasts out there, about 379,000 are considered active. Okay. Active meaning 10 or more episodes ever mm-hmm. and released one in the last 90 days, I think. Okay. Maybe it was 30, something like that. Um, so kind of a low threshold to even be considered active. Okay. Right. So of that amount, even less are like every week and in your industry talking about the things that you talk about. Mm. So there's a lot of room to grow in it, even though it feels saturated at times. If you're thinking about every podcast as a whole, you okay. can say the same thing about TV shows and you mm. still see TV commercials, shows, commercials, anything with social, yeah, All anything digital, anything digital. You can mm-hmm. say the same thing about, and there's still ways to succeed in it. Mm-hmm. So um trying to remember what my original point with this was, but I think, um, Hmm. Well, I'll do a follow-up question with you. So with, just to go back to my organization, because we're kind of similar, but a little different in the sense that, so I'm part of business development for an organization. And so my presence kind of is my like turf in the ground. I'm here to stay. There's a respect factor. I'm not going anywhere. And I'm here. My sign is in the ground and I'm staying here for those veteran people who have been in the community for so long. You coming in and speaking to a group who have do, been doing um, podcasts for 13, 15 years, they're veterans in the craft. Now it's trendy. Yeah. 
why are you here to stay and why are you not here for the trend? I feel like that's a question that they maybe would ask. Yeah. What makes you... Because it's very easy for them to say, and it's very true that they are in Mm -hmm. it for the passion of podcasting. Mm -hmm. I would say a big part of it is showing consistency. Mm -hmm. If you are not consistent, that it's very clear you're just in it because you're not that, like, it's very clear you're not that passionate about yeah. it. If you are not fully consistent, it's not your number one priority. Yeah. And so, you haven't missed one week of episodes. Happy one year. 52. Thanks. Every Wednesday. I think you've got to show that it's it's your priority and that it is a passion for you. Yeah. The same way it is for them. I mean, someone like you two, you're not making money off of this. Yeah. It's true. And you're giving up things, mm-hmm. mostly social, yeah. to do this. In a lot of ways, at the same time, it bring, yes, mostly social. It also brings a lot of social fulfillment. Yeah. In different ways. Different so, ways. And, and really cool and networking. ways, too. And networking. The networking is a huge part of it, and the, the social... I, I'm very energized by talking to people and having mm, you good conversations. I, you I love do. work. I love it. <laughs> you love work. You love work. And I'm just energized by having good conversations with people mm. and, and exciting, cool conversations. Yeah. So for me, when I do a podcast, I mean, you, you've probably seen it firsthand being my roommate. Mm. Like the people that are closest to me have seen it. Like I come out of a podcast like a lightning bolt. You're amped. Like, yeah. I'm amped. So it's, it's a good day. It's so easy for me to continue doing it because of that. It energizes me more than like almost anything. So what advice would you give someone who wanted to start a podcast thinking more so that they're on the younger side, they're starting fresh, knowing that there's all the veterans in the podcast community and they want to do a podcast and they want to be here to stay and be respected. What would you say to them? I would first tell them I, I would first share with them if they were really caught up on not being a veteran and not having gotten to it quick enough. I would first share with them all the stuff that as a young person getting into it all the way in 2022, all of the things that I felt like were strengths of mine that helped me grow and succeed in the podcast. I would also say take a really solid mental personal inventory and think about why you're thinking about doing it and your why has to be ironclad if it's not you're not going to keep up with it Mm -hmm. if it's not going to if you don't have things that are in your life that you would prioritize it above Mm -hmm. that and and make that space for it then it's not worth trying Mm -hmm. you have to really really be committed to it but if you are, then the best thing you can do is put out your first episode mm-hmm. and you're not going to know what the hell you're doing. You're going to look back less than a year from being into it. And it's funny timing here, but I started doing this yesterday for something I'm working on. Mm-hmm. I was looking back at like my first few clips and I would never put out something, anything like that now. <laughs> like they look ridiculous yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I say that to say you're going to improve a lot as you go and mm-hmm. you're going to learn it. You're going to figure it out. Yeah. Personal so, development with anything, but yes. Exactly. And it's it feels like this really big commitment to make, and it is, and that's the best part of it, really, mm-hmm. is that it's continually rewarding. Mm-hmm. I 
one thing I've probably never said on here is like when I have an episode coming out, like I they come out on Wednesdays, every like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday leading up to my episode mm-hmm. for the week coming out. I get so excited. Yeah. I really do. Like mm-hmm. every single week I get so excited mm-hmm. because it's a whole new episode coming out with a new person that gets to be heard and share their yeah. story, their message. It's everything about it is so exciting. Yeah. And so it's it's so, so difficult and it mm-hmm. takes so much out of you at times, but the pros will outweigh the cons yeah. every day. Yeah. And you love it. I love it. I love it. So if it's something you love mm-hmm. and that you can recognize that you love, I would say actually the best advice I could give is go on one first. Yeah. Record, I was that. record a couple that you have no intention of putting out. Mm-hmm. And if you love doing it, yeah. you'll, you'll feel it. And I feel like for you, it's not, it's not a chore. It's not a job. I don't know if hobby would be the right word because it's it's not like yeah. money right now with you. Sounds hella cheesy, but I would like I call it a passion project. Passion, okay. Yeah. Something yeah, that's not it's not in the way of anything. Passion project is probably the best way to describe it. That's it's never once felt like it's in the way of something. Yeah. That's a good way of describing it. So I could ask you questions all day, and <laughs> this is not the reason why I was even on this podcast, so I'm already overstepping my welcome. But my last question for you, Brody Vincent of Profession Session, year one, what would you say to Brody Vincent Profession Session year two? So a year from right now, if you replayed this message, what would you want him to see? What would you want him to hear? What goals, aspirations, everything for the future of, if you wanted to do yourself, your life, the podcast, what would you want in the time capsule of year 2023 for profession session? I love this question because um, do you know who Mr. Beast is? I do not. So he is the biggest YouTuber in the world. Um, I'll look up real quick. He has, he's someone I follow closely because he's doing everything right in the world of YouTube. Mm. And so I learn a lot from is he him. someone you look up to? Absolutely. Mr. And Beast. he's younger than me, which is crazy. Ooh. He, I want to say he's like 23, 24 years old, okay. 134 million subscribers. Oh, wow. Okay. Gets hundred over 100 million views on most videos. It's okay. Every week. It's it's unbelievable. Um, and he, his most recent video was literally, um, get, like literally giving surgery to a thousand people to cure their blindness. Okay. Like, crazy, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I, I mentioned him because he actually does something like this. He records these, like, I want to say it's every five years. Mm. He has a video that is scheduled to come out that he recorded in the past, all, like, kind of at one time where he was like, mm. all right, this one's going to come out in five years. This one's going to come out in 10, 15, yes. 20. And they are just scheduled to come out and will come out. And it's all like messages to himself in the future. Yeah. So I really like that question because of that. And my message to myself in March be, of 2024. In March of 2024 is if you didn't do another consecutive 52 interviews like throughout the year, mm-hmm. you broke your promise to yourself. If you didn't get a thousand subscribers on YouTube, you broke your promise to yourself. Mm-hmm. 
if you didn't remain consistent, you broke your promise to yourself and you didn't do what you told yourself you were going to do. Mm-hmm. And so you better do it. You better do it. Yeah. That's and then it. what are the goals for yourself? Those are the goals. Thousand subscribers, uh, consecutive 52 weeks, um, talking to someone and interviewing someone that flips an entire worldview on its head in a mm. positive way. And uh, I think that's it for now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a laundry list. It's, so a, it's, it's, it's a few really big asks that I think I can manage. Yeah. Well, you overcame the 100 subscribers and everything else that you said were your goals so i'm sure you can do that and furthermore so thank you happy one year we just poured white claw we did so let's cheers. <laughs> cheers let's chug a little bit happy one year profession session